Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. Thank you so much for joining us today or whenever you're listening to this podcast. It is Wednesday, so we know that is reserved for the one and only Bill Barnes. Uh, unfortunately, guys, today Bill is a little under the weather, we'll say. For those of you who have not been notified, I mentioned it on Monday uh, on our program, but uh, Bill Barnes tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, he's been uh, under quarantine, kind of just hanging out at home, fighting this thing off. I've spoken to him recently, and uh, overall, he's, he sounds very uh, good. He's, uh, you know, he's fighting off a few things, some some sweats, some typical flu-like sim- symptoms, of course, that he's uh, fighting through and everything, but it, it's looking like Everything's gonna uh, pass through, and uh, he'll he'll be back with us very soon. Uh, he we were considering doing a show. He wanted to do a, a, a Wednesday episode here, but we decided against it because he uh, his said his voice was kind of not sharp. It didn't sound great, so he wasn't sure how long he was going to be able to. Um, get through the episode. So I asked him last night, Hey, wh- how do you feel? What's going on? He says, I feel pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure my voice can uh, last though. Let's take the week off. So uh, we totally understand that we are taking a, the week off with Bill Barnes uh, for a live interview. But one thing we are going to do today is we're going to go back. We're going to go back in time and we're going to go all the way back to ironically uh, April fool's day. April 1st, 2020, uh, and we are going to replay the very first episode that Bill and I ever recorded. It was on April Fool's, as I mentioned, and it's the first time you were all introduced to the one and only Bill Barnes. So I listened to it last night. Uh, it was rather funny uh, listening to Bill and going, just hearing his uh, his initial thoughts on on everything, this uh, this quarantine, this lockdown the virus itself, uh, our politicians, and he's continued that throughout the past few months, which is pretty funny and uh, why so many of you tune in on Wednesdays to listen to Bill. Uh, But it was great just kind of going back and thinking back to everything he said, uh, some of his things that he uh, proclaimed that were true, some some of the things that uh, went another direction. So it was kind of fun for me looking back and listening, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. It's only about 40 minutes, I think. Uh, and I got to tell you, you could tell it's our first uh, interview because the audio itself is not that great. Uh, we were still recording through the Anchor app at the time. And right around that 30 minute mark with a- Anchor, it, it tended to uh, audio tended to like skip ahead or like he would interrupt. Uh, it sounded like he was uh, interrupting me at times, but he wasn't. It was just the audio was was messing up and there was a, a gap in between us talking sometimes. So bear with us. We've come a long way since then, but that was our first interview. And you could definitely tell the sound quality is a lot different because we didn't have the microphones that we do now. So uh, either way, you still get your good fill of Bill Barnes today on the very first episode that we ever recorded. So who knew at that time that we would put together, man, 30 plus episodes uh, since then with Barnes. Uh, I have the exact number here. I believe it is 30, no, maybe it's just yeah, 33 episodes we recorded with Bill Barnes uh, overall. So he's the, the main feature, I think, for most of you listening out there. Uh, so anyway, we'll play that uh, as our main interview here shortly. But uh, to Bill Barnes out there, I know he's listening. I know Bill Barnes is listening to the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, which he does typically every week anyway. Uh, but Bill, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here every week. Uh, I didn't know what to expect when we started this. 
But from the second I started interviewing you that April 1st uh, night, that prime time slot that we put you into that evening, uh, you know, I knew that we were going to have fun with this, that we were going to have an opportunity to talk. And and we chat throughout the year anyway. You know, we hang out, we we text, we do this and that. But the opportunity to be able to talk with you every single week has been a, uh, it's been a blessing. It's been fun. It's been a opportunity to maybe say some things that I wouldn't normally say. You bring out uh, the best and worst in me, I think, at times. Uh, all in uh, all in compliment there. But um, it, it's so much fun, my friend. It's uh, just a pleasure. I really appreciate uh, your thoughts. I disagree with you at times, and that's fun too. Uh, but overall, I do agree with you, and uh, you bring the spice to this program, and it's so fun to do this with you every Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to many, many more weekly Wednesday weigh-ins with Bill Barnes. Thanks again, Bill. Uh, Bill, I have a special treat for you. Uh, I did talk to a few people, not a whole lot. I wish I had done this sooner, but as you know, I'm a busy man these days. So I did talk to a few people about sending in some uh, telegrams or whatever you call them. Uh, get well, get well, Bill Barnes. Uh, grams. We have a few voice messages on the show today from a few people who have called in to say hello to Bill, why they appreciate you, or just to say uh, get well. Get get well. So, uh, Bill, we're going to play those here uh, shortly from our callers. We have a few of them. Uh, it, it was cool hearing from some people, and I, again, I wish it was earlier. I could have put this together, but I just kind of thought of this last night. And uh, thank you to those of you who participated. So Bill, you're going to hear from a few of your fans. It's a lot of familiar faces that typically send in the questions on Wednesdays for uh, you and your episodes. So we are going to jump uh, right into that now because uh, I know the lines are busy. The lines, I could see them. They're all lit up from our callers who want to talk and say a few things to uh, Bill Barnes. So for our weekly Wednesday weigh-in this week here, uh, we are going to go to some callers and then we'll go to an interview uh, that I did with Bill way back on April 1st. But first, let's go to the lines. And I believe uh, it's Todd Carson who is calling in from way up in uh, Weed, California, way up in Northern California. So let's hear from Todd Carson. Greetings, Bill. Todd Carson here. Wishing you a very speedy and full recovery. Can't wait to have you back on the weekly Wednesday weigh-ins, informing and entertaining us all. Get well, Bill. Thank you, Todd Carson. Great to hear from you from up in Northern California. Hope you are back down here in LA soon so we can get a Philly's Best uh, sandwich and uh, share some laughs. That would be outstanding. Appreciate you calling in for Bill Barnes. Uh, we're going to stay in the Northwest region. Yeah, I know Cal- Northern California is not the Northwest, but it is to me up in Oregon. Uh, so we're going to stay up near Oregon. We're going to hear now from John Lee from up in the Eugene area. Uh, he has a few kind words to say about Mr. Bill Barnes. So let's go to John Lee. Well, here it is another Wednesday morning, but I am without my weekly dosage of Bill Barnes. Good morning. This is John Lee. And Bill, I hope you are feeling better. Uh, I need to get my weekly dosage. And I just want to say I appreciate the, uh, the input each week, the passion, the honesty. And uh, I, uh, I told Matt the other day that uh, there's a, a scene in Rocky Four that reminds me of you from a honesty and passion standpoint. And if you've seen it, it's the part where Polly stands up at the press conference and, yell, and the guy says, well, who are you? And he says, I'm the unsilent majority, big mouth. So, odd compliment, but uh, looking forward to getting you back. Take it easy, Bill. Get better. Thank you, Mr. John Lee. Appreciate it. Next, we're going to go to, well, how could we not have a female saying thank you to Bill Barnes? Come on, after all of the uh, interactions he's talked to us about with the uh, young ladies out there, we got to bring on a female on the show. And, uh, well, there wasn't one I could find. So I went with my girlfriend, Valerie Burns. Uh, she's calling us from a landline in Eastvale, California. I know Valerie is very appreciative of Bill Barnes for many reasons. And uh, he he's a, she's appreciative of him uh, definitely for having some 
uh, some uh, I- some uh, involvement, we'll say, in putting uh, Valerie and I together and playing matchmaker. So thanks again for that, Bill. But let's go to Valerie. Hey, Bill, this is Val. Just wanted to wish you a speedy and easy recovery. We all miss having your quiet, calming presence around, so make sure that you take really good care of yourself, hydrate, and get lots of rest. Take care, Bill. Okay, looks like we're going to be going to some of our more loyal listeners here in the uh, second segment here of our phone calls. Uh, We're going to hear from Tracy McFate here soon, all the way from Las Vegas. Uh, Once again, thank you, Valerie Burns, for saying a few words. Much appreciated. Uh, Let's get on the phone now with uh, Tracy McFate, all the way from Henderson, Nevada. Hey, Bill, Tracy McFate. So glad to hear that you're doing better. Uh, on a serious note, you really are the first person I know that has come down with the virus. And I think behind it all um, is a conspiracy theory that we uh, just can't discount. I really think that if we dive deep into this, uh, we're going to find a Democrat. But um, glad you're feeling better. Looking forward to you getting back on uh, on the air and getting everybody uh, pointed in the right direction. Take care, my friend. Thank you, Tracy McFate, for calling in. Yes, Tracy, I agree with you. I think there is some type of conspiracy theory here. Bill and I have talked often about conspiracy theories, and some of it we just kind of push aside. But I think there's some strong evidence here where there should be an investigation into uh, who's been listening to our podcast on Wednesdays and uh, how they managed to get to Bill Barnes, how they got to him through security, through all these different things. Uh, we're going to have to really look into that. I think we'll piece it together really with all of our listeners out there who have uh, you know different avenues that they can uh, pursue justice because, yes, this is 100% unacceptable uh, for, for someone to go after Bill Barnes like this with the virus. So, Bill, uh, we're, we're right on it. I know you'll get on it as soon as you're healthy as well. So justice will be served. Uh, we are going to now go to our final two callers. Uh, two uh, huge fans of Bill Barnes, and they write us in off and on Wednesdays for our uh, question segment. Uh, two of Bill's favorites, I know. Uh, we're going to go first to Coach Tarico, Will Tarico, uh, who always has something to say about Bill Barnes. So let's go right to him and hear what he has to say. Hey, Matt and Bill. This is Will Tarico. I uh, just wanted to uh, wish Bill a speedy recovery. Hopefully, you can get back to the podcast soon so we can hear more of your thoughts and opinions really appreciated um your perspective on things it's uh it's definitely a little different and crazy at times but um as a listener i enjoy listening to different things besides just matt uh so again wish you a speedy recovery bill Thank you, Will Tarico. Appreciate you tuning in for every single episode. You're one of the most loyal listeners uh, of the program. We always appreciate you uh, being out there. We know that you're listening if uh, no one else is. So I uh, always appreciate that. Uh, Will Tarico, thank you again for uh, tuning in for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Uh, let's go to our final call of the day. Uh, this is going to be up for in, uh, let's see here, where is our map? Yes, up in uh, uh, northern, not northern California, but uh, north of here for sure. Uh, Apple Valley area from uh, up there in California at uh, Adelanto High School. It will be Kevin Scarpio, the head athletic trainer of Adelanto High School. And I know uh, Bill Barnes appreciates Kevin's. I always tell Bill it's Kevin's with a Z and he probably will never not call you Kevin, but uh, it's Kevin's Carpio in calling in from Adelanto, California up at the high school. And it was Kevin's who sent us a nice care package months ago with a first place participation trophy and some juice boxes. So we really appreciate him, but let's go to uh, Kevin's Carpio. I'm sure he has something very entertaining to say. Our dearest Bill Barnes, where does one begin? Who knew heroes could get the virus? And you, my friend, are one of those heroes. We send you words of encouragement from the lyrics of Destiny's Child, I'm a survivor and I'm gonna make it. We know you can too. Also like to take this moment to thank you for penetrating our ear holes every week with your raw and witty talent your views that are unlike any other, but we appreciate that. 
and we ask that you continue to bring forward great content for us to listen to and to make our weeks a little better. Wow, Kevin's Carpio, thank you for bringing it and uh, taking us out with a bang uh, from our our call-in segment here. Appreciate everyone who called in. Kevin's, glad we took you last. Uh, Very funny stuff. Uh, In all seriousness, guys, uh, this is a serious thing for Bill to be getting through, but I hope we were able to uh, shed some light and, you know, have some, have some laughter here, uh, as we go into our segment with Bill Barnes, Bill, we love you. I hope you know that a lot of people out there are pulling for you. We can't wait to, uh, have you back on, on this program with the profanity laced, uh, strong opinions and, uh, you know, make, given the good people at real hondo preps, some, <laughs> somebody to cheer for, uh, on the, on the darker side of things. So we appreciate all of your cop stories, your umpiring stories, just your daily life. Uh, you are so important to this program and we look forward to hearing from you next week. Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh in. We will make it, uh, we'll make it happen. We'll move heaven and earth. We'll do zoom calls. We'll do whatever we got to do because the people, the people need Bill Barnes. They need you, Bill. You've heard from a few callers today. There's more people like this. These are not the only six people that listen on Wednesdays to you, Bill. There are plenty more, and uh, we're going to continue to put out episodes here soon. Uh, When you get all better, Bill, and you will get all better. You know what? I I feel bad for the coronavirus personally because I think Bill Barnes is just going to take it to the coronavirus, much like Chuck Norris would do. People talk about us having a vaccine. I think the vaccine is that Bill Barnes got the coronavirus and now it's going to destroy the coronavirus. That's what I think. And he's going to just bring his uh, strong opinions. He's going to bring his A game and uh, maybe maybe take a, a baton uh, or some other use of force to this coronavirus here soon. So, Bill, uh, you know what? Get better, my friend. And uh, don't, don't, well, do, do, do kill the coronavirus. Kill it. Kill it hard, Bill. Destroy it. Uh, yes, sir. So we'll talk to you soon, Bill. But I hope you enjoy this episode of uh, the Get Home Safe podcast. Guys, again, this is from April 1st. We're going to play, go back in time and listen to the first time you guys heard from Bill Barnes. And again, I appreciate everyone for calling in on the show today uh, to say a few kind words. And maybe we'll hear from Bill Barnes if we can do him to do maybe a a short segment, uh, an update on Friday. I don't know if if he can just talk for five, 10 minutes or so. I can put him out there, uh, have him call in the show. But if we don't front hear from him then, then we will put out an episode next Wednesday with Bill Barnes because by then he will have definitely uh, beaten this thing and hopefully beaten the coronavirus to a pulp. So anyway, we will talk to you soon. Bill, guys, thanks for calling in. Let's get to that interview that occurred months ago on April 1st, 2020, when we really did not know what was ahead of us. So uh, it it was rather entertaining looking back and listening to uh, something from months ago when everything was just starting with these lockdowns and everything, much like they're going to do again here in Southern California. So guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy. I know you've heard this before, but uh, it's still pretty fun and entertaining to go back in time with Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Bill Barnes, welcome to the podcast. Greetings and salutations to all. <laughs> we are uh, after some much deliberation and some hard work. Uh, I think we're we're good to go. We figured out how to connect to a guest who is not in the same room as us. We got a lot to talk about. And not much. <laughs> this is very true. Just make sure your uh, your your phone is. How's the connection on your end? Everything good? You are loud and clear, as as oh. our beloved governor says. Perfect. <laughs> Not so sure about perfect these days, but uh, guys, welcome to a bonus episode with me, my dear friend, Mr. Bill Barnes. Uh, I've known Bill 
a long time now, over 10 years. And uh, I'll let him uh, talk about his background a little bit, but I know him as a, as a college baseball umpire. He's a former police officer with the Riverside Police Department. And uh, Bill, Bill, what's going on these days? Oh, not a whole lot. You know, we're, we're going to a lot of ball games. We're going out. We're getting a lot of exercise, you know, going to the gym, uh, mixing, you know, doing a lot of socialization. Um, you know, go hit, hit the bars every once in a while. I just got back from the gin mill about 10 minutes ago. Don't we, <laughs> don't we wish, right? <laughs> that is what we wish. Yes. And, and if you haven't noticed, Bill has a, Bill's a very sarcastic individual. Uh, either that or he is one of the heavy carriers of the virus and doesn't know it. He's just passing it along, doing the Lord's work. In, in all seriousness, which I have very little of, uh, yes, I'm very sarcastic. And uh, I am not a carrier as of yet. I've probably carried a lot of other viruses in my life, but this is not one that I've acquired. Um, all the other ones have been easily rectified with some type of either penicillin or uh, any type of uh, over-the-counter medication that'll make it go away. So um, if anybody's interested in that little bit of tidbit, there you go. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> it's very, very different, uh, uh, di- very different conversation than it was a few days ago. Uh, but it's always a, a treat to talk with Bill over the phone or in person. And it's a, it's a big treat to work with him on the baseball field. Bill, what uh, could you tell us a little bit about your background as a police officer and also as a baseball umpire? Okay, let's let's go. Let's turn the clock back. I know I sound like I'm a young, vibrant, uh, young stud, but I'm really not. I started in the business in 1982 with the Riverside County Marshal's Office. In fact, I go I go so far back that the Marshal's Office doesn't even exist anymore. It's like, uh, you know, the REA Express, people delivering mail on horses. It just doesn't happen anymore. That's how far I go back. Um, I was a court assistant for a year and a half. Um, <clears throat> the Upland, city of Upland, the city of Gracious Living, was desperate enough to hire me in 1983. They put me through the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Academy, where um, the Peter Principal again took place, where I was elected class president. And... Um, you know, that's when my leadership capabilities kicked in in that year. Um, went, went to the Upland Police Department. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the Reader's Digest version here so I don't put the, your, your 12 viewers to sleep. <laughs> Please um, don't. <laughs> I uh, lateraled from there to Riverside, city, city of Riverside, where I was born and raised, grew up. Uh, went to John W. North High School, go Huskies. Um, I guess their season's over. But anyway, um, uh, went there, graduated in 1977. I know I'm skipping around, but anyway, went out of the Riverside Police Department, rose through the ranks, went all the way to, to detective, where I um, uh, honorably retired in the year 2009 on my 50th birthday. My, e-tar- my, my e-ticket card was punched. I was done, ready to move on to other things, which at that point in time in my life, I took over and uh, took, took uh, umpiring collegiate baseball uh, full time. And this, well, the reason I'm kind of going stir crazy and I sound like a complete lunatic madman is because this is the first time in my life that I can remember going back to my youth that during the spring time, I wasn't either playing baseball, um, engaged in some type of um, uh, police work or umpiring. So April 1st, I know it's April Fool's Day and, you know, we can have a, a whole litany of things on that but it, it is april 1st and i am not used to living like this and it's um as, like i say as far back as i can remember it's this is quite bizarre it's uncharted waters i know i'm preaching to the choir about this but it's quite different and there's a whole lot of good that's coming out of this believe it or not there is good there is good because believe it or not the world is looking at us like saying you know those lazy those lazy americans can put down their beer they can get together. They can they can defecate a um, a uh, breathing machine in a matter of seconds to distribute to all the states that are in need of them. And you know you've got grandmothers in their basement, eighty years old, that are sewing uh, hospital gowns and masks for those that need it. And um, you know there's good there. We're coming together as a country, I do believe. Where in the past we've been fragmented. In fact, 
who would have I would have never thought in my lifetime that Gavin Newsom would publicly thank President Donald Trump for his leadership and uh, advancement of a hospital ship that went to California. I mean, that completely just shocked and amazed me. Now, I know that probably must kill Newsom to say that on the inside, but he did it. He said it. So, you know, bully for him. I'll take a breath, Matt. What do you got? Yeah, it's only been about 90 seconds or so. Get yourself a, a sip of water, but you've never been one to uh, to, to not have a, a word in front of you. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, this is a time I hope that everyone could put politics aside and just really try to move forward with with uh, well, with living well, let's and not, let's not get time. carried away we still got it we still got a moron or two in california the lady up in the, the aunt of governor newsom <laughs> you know she's still being an idiot and um you know we still have um you know we still have some some stragglers that haven't really you know um jumped on the uh, winning team but when they do it'll be great but i doubt if they will i doubt if they will um you know you've got uh this governor in Florida, who's a, who's a Republican, who finally, finally uh, saw the light and put a uh, shelter in place order in his state, which is about three weeks too too uh, <clears throat> too late, in my opinion, because you had all these um, these uh, all these spoiled rich kids going down to Florida and you know jumping in a pile on the on the sand and passing it around to God knows where. They're taking it home to Ohio and 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 New Jersey and Connecticut. And passing it on to their parents and their grandparents, and that's who pays the that's who pays the price on this thing. Healthy guys like us, Matt, we get it. We'll be fine. We're gonna we'll be a couple of days uh, laid up, but so what? It's the older folks. It's the folks that and, and I'm preach. I know everybody knows this, but I wish these self centered little bastards would just stay home, stay in. You know what? You know, a year ago, you were frowned upon laying on your couch watching TV. Now you're the perfect, perfect uh, citizen for doing it. Let's take advantage Model of it. Model citizen, yeah. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Let's take advantage of it. I think, you know, when this all started, you were skeptical like a lot of people. And you didn't want to stay home and you probably don't want to stay home now. But what has it been like staying home for the most part outside of going to the store and stuff like that? Like what's your typical day been? Are you losing your mind? Well, you said you're, you're kind of going stir crazy, but what are you doing to kind of combat uh, boredom? Well, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is, is there's not much I can do, really. You know, I, I don't have any expertise in this field. I wish I had a sewing machine or I wish I had a, some type of tubing. I wish I could help out. I wish I could make some, uh, some, some, some breathing machines and whatnot, but I can't. You know, I'm just a dumb ex-cop who, you know, knows how to talk to people and, and, and whatnot. So with that, with that being said, I'm watching the news and I'm seeing where this thing's going. I want to stay on top of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of building my own uh, decisions on, on what's, what's bullshit and what's not. And I think a lot of it at the, at first, I really was convinced that Donald Trump thought that this was some hoax, just like he thought, you know, but the, but you, to, you can't blame him because they've thrown every hoax in the world at him. And that's for another day in time, as far as the Russia thing, as far as impeachment, which obviously went nowhere. Okay. Now, do I think he's doing a great job of leading us through this? Yes. He's all we got. We have to. He, he's, he's got the experts up there, you know, and I know I have my skeptics. I know I've got these, these folks that believe that, that he's dropping the ball. Well, here's the bottom line. You're on the beach and there's a tidal wave, you know, and there's 200 people there and you need, and, you, and you've only got 50 life preservers. Well, you can't shit them. Okay. Where do you get them? You do the best you can. You call around, you get some. Now, have we ever been prepared for, for this? No, we haven't been tested like this since I think 1917 when it was the Spanish flu. And, you know, I had a grandfather that lived through that. He lived through that and he lived through the depression. He told me stories that were absolutely horrible as far as living through that and the depression. And I think maybe we're, we're doing them at the same time. You know, we've got a really bad virus that's that's hitting the country we've got people standing in food lines in their you know 2018 uh ford explorers by the way yeah and, yeah absolutely and you know i mean um you know I, I just don't i don't know what to think on this it's a whole different time like i say it's uncharted water it's unprecedented and and you know there will be a day that the sun comes out 
and we'll all be able to go jump in a pile and have fun. And we'll tell our kids and grant, well, I'm already telling my kid, but I'll be able to tell my granddaughter when she's older, she won't remember now, but I'll be able to tell her that, you know, we lived through this and our country became stronger. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's going to be real easy to explain. It's going to, there won't be much to say. Yeah. It was a really boring time. We sat at home. We went to the store. We, we watched movies over and over. We, we, we created random podcasts. We became random podcast guests uh, for, for 13 listeners out there. We, we've done all kinds of, I mean, yeah, you, you, if I know you at all, you got a, you have a morning, uh, bathrobe and an evening bathrobe if 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 i can picture well, you in your you know, home I'll, at I'll all tell you, i've got i've got two bathrobes i've got i've got a white one for the evening i've got a beige one during the day i take probably one shower a day and when and, and that's another thing these people went nuts with toilet paper okay and water drink out of your friggin' tap okay yeah i'm 60 years old i drink out of hoses and taps my whole life and i'm still living i'm breathing and i'm up here you know pontificating and making an ass out of myself right now i'm i live okay i'm living proof that you live drinking tap water and the other thing is people arrange your defecation period around your shower okay if you're short on toilet paper you don't need to go hoard it take a freaking shower people they've got the removable nozzles now you can get up in there and effectively take care of the problem without hoarding toilet paper oh my goodness <laughs> how do we get to this point bill jesus <laughs> i knew i knew you'd go down that type of road one <laughs> at one well, point it's only it's only it's only self-cleanliness and common sense for christ's sake but, yeah I mean, but it's you not know, difficult unfortunately it's brought to light a lot of people who don't it should be common sense to wash your hands wash your hands a lot maybe not 20 times a day but it just you, you sh- we should be a lot cleaner we should be we should clean our cars we should clean our kitchens and in and our bathrooms Th- those should be areas that are clean i, and I have a, i have a maid who comes once a month does my hard cleaning she usually comes in the middle of the month she came today on the first i paid her extra her, she brought her daughter she was supposed to bring her son but who knows what he's doing she brought her daughter her daughter I paid her $50 to pull weeds on my patio. Not because I'm too lazy to go out and do it. It's because I wanted to give this family a little bit of extra money. They do a great job. They're underappreciated. And I, I pretty much took care of them as best I could today. And, and I got home just a few minutes ago. And the place, I mean, you can eat off the floor. They did a wonderful job. Okay. And it's deep cleaned. And, you know, it, it's wonderful. It's win-win. And I, and I really appreciate their help. And, and now, so just, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, give back to them because I know they're struggling. Well, you are the good, uh, you are the good giving patron saint. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that to get, you know, a pat on the back or anything else. I'm just saying it. Hopefully somebody listens, one of your three guests or three listeners hears <laughs> this and, and they pay it forward. Okay. Because seriously, without them, with, I mean, I've never, I've, you know, my ex-wife is a nurse, so I've never really held them in high regard, in high, high regards off duty, obviously. But on duty, they're doing they're doing a stellar job. The doctors, the nurses, you know, I'm a former cop, so I, I give them obviously, you know, they're my brothers and sisters, and I give them all the credence in the world for 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 jumping in 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 the middle of it and doing what they do. Firemen, all the first, all the ones that can't say no, they can't say no. Somebody comes to my door, I can shut the door and and tell them, you know, social distancing. I don't want to talk to you. They can't. They have to do the job. And absolutely, for that, I, yeah. For that, I, I salute every damn one of them. And if I forgot any type of the a service that, that's out there, I, I apologize. Pharmacists, no, grocery I, store workers, absolutely. the checkers. I mean, my God, how many people come in a line and, and buy their 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 twenty seven rolls of toilet paper and talk to these these checkers, these these clerks in the store? You know, they're doing they're they're out there on the front line. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I think people have been called to action and maybe their jobs didn't feel important before they, that they are now. And this whole essential, what is essential has been kind of a running joke. I, I joked on it with a few friends. What's essential versus non-essential. It's really made us get an understanding for what we what we do need, what we don't need. 
Uh, a lot of it is just entertainment and, and background noise right. of these unessential things such as sports and, and other things. I mean, I, I, I drove on the freeway today at five o'clock in the afternoon, four thirty in the afternoon. It was absolutely delightful. Okay. I, I, you know, I mean, the things, I mean, traffic because of this, I mean, this should be a model for when the Olympics come to Los Angeles, put everybody in lockdown and you won't have any traffic. Only <laughs> people going to the, to the Olympic venues can leave their home. That's not a bad idea. Not um, a bad, I mean, I mean, Los Angeles and California, it's Southern California. It's just, yeah. it's so horrible getting on the roads and, right. and it's, 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 you stay, you stay home because of that. And now people are forced to stay home and you want to get out on the road just for a right. peace of mind. So it's right. kind of backwards. Absolutely. It's that, weird. That's your, that's your, that's your little, uh, uh, reward of the day is going out for a drive. Who would think a month ago that going out <laughs> for a drive would be your reward of the day? That would be your absolute nightmare of the day is getting in your fucking car and driving somewhere. Now it's it's like you know you're back in the in the in the Model A days. You get in the car and you go for a Sunday drive any day of the week. It's fantastic. We're paying <laughs> the price for it, unfortunately, and I'd rather have it the other way. But you know what? It is what it is. I didn't get a chance to to warn uh, the handful of listeners that this would definitely be a little more colorful conversation with our guest, Mr. Bill Barnes. There'll be a little more colorful language, but well, that's is, all right. This that's, is life, man. This is life. This we is life. In, I, we don't live in a PG or G-rated life, man. No, nope, you know, we're in the trenches. If the president can swear and he's our leader, then then – the little knucklehead in Rancho Cucamonga, California, Bill Barnes can throw an F-bomb every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't see a problem with that. No, no, it's, uh, no, we, we, we are offended pretty easily by, by almost everything these days. And, well, and, and that's I'm a not... problem. That's, that's the pussification of this country. And you know what? We're making a little comeback now. We're starting to bring it back together. And it's at a real bad expense because as, as, as much of an asshole as I sound, I, I'm really, really, for every person that's sick, for every person that's unfortunately lost their life, that's unfortunate. And you know what? It, it, it didn't have to happen. And um, we're doing the best we can to fight this. And I, I, I personally don't know anyone that has this. I'm sure I will when it's all said and done. And, uh, but I know they're out there. I know it's not some, you know, some, some one-hour TV show. It's, it's, it's in, our, in our governor's, you know, when he likes to use this real time thing, it's in real time. All right. It's happening and it's getting worse and it will get worse for the next two or three weeks. So we just need to strap in, buckle up and, 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 you know, have an allergic reaction to people and don't go near them. Yeah. It, you know what it for me, it hasn't been the, the worst thing. And I've, I've mentioned that, you know, sometimes we need a break from uh, everyday life and, and, and people. But I think when you're, when you're forced to do something, that's where people have an issue or, or, you know, if, if it's on your own terms, but unfortunately that's where we're at. Um, Bill, I'd like to transition, talk about just a, a different subject for a second. Um, tell me about your, your baseball umpiring career, because I know that last year was kind of an ending for you. At least you, you, you talked about retiring and you were going to be 60 years old and then 2020 rolled around and uh, first pitch on week one, you're back out there on the field. So what kind of brought you back and, and what, what kind of was fueling you to continue umpiring? Well, I'll be real honest with you. Last year at, at this time, I was, you know, I mean, I, I was, I felt like, you know what, this is a young man's game. There's a lot of good, good, young quality umpires out there like yourself, like, uh, your housemate, Mr. Mike Jarbo, like a lot of, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on with the, with the quality of people out there that are working. And, you know, was I, could I still work? Yes. But I felt like, you know what, Bill, don't be a hanger on or go out two or three years too early before you go out two two or three years too late. And I made that decision and I had a nice little uh, going away reception at the air force Academy. The last weekend of last year, they gave me a nice little, they, they had an F-18 flyover. No, I'm kidding. They didn't. <laughs> they had a nice little, um, um, the, the PA announcer said some nice things about me. And I was uh, deeply uh, <clears throat> thankful for them. It was a great place to finish. I mean, I got there on a Thursday. It was 85 degrees. And the Saturday game that was the last game of the season, it snowed. So I had a whole plethora of different weather. And it was a great way to end, you know. 
uh, and it was it was good. And I was done. I was I had made my mind up. That's it. I'm done. I gave away half my equipment, but I got a phone call about two weeks later from <clears throat> one of the bosses, uh, Tom Heiler, who I have uh, a, a lot of respect for, and he basically told me that hey, you got a lot of game left in you. If I if he goes and and Tom Tom if anything he's very brutally honest, and if he thought that it was time for me to go, he'd have agreed with me and sent me a nice card and, and said, see, see, you know, go on down the road. However, he basically talked me into staying and some other guys did. And <clears throat> I said, you know what, what the heck, if I'm, if, 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 uh, if they want me back, then I'll do it, you know, because what else was I going to do to be honest with you, you know? Absolutely. Hey, if Michael Jordan, Brett Favre, uh, they come out of retirement, not to say you're the, you're those guys, but, uh, you know what? Why, why, why not you even as shortest retirement ever, but, uh, you know, Bill, there's nothing to be said. You can't replace experience. And we talk about young guys, it being a young man's game, but experience matters a lot. It really is beneficial, especially to young guys. It, it really does. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm the last guy to pat my own self on the back because I just, that's just not me. Um, but I've never, ever been in a situation where I've never been able to talk my way out of something, whether it was when I was a cop or on, on, on the baseball field. And that is my strong point. And I feel that um, if you can kill them with kindness and put out a fire without throwing water on it, you know, you, you, you might be able to get somewhere. You know, have I missed pitches? Absolutely. Have I missed plays on the bases? Absolutely. God, yes. Um, we've all done it. And, and whoever says they haven't is full of shit. Okay. We all have. And um, so that's just it. I mean, you keep your, you got to keep yourself focused. It used to be for two and a half hours. Now it's three and a half hours. So you got to, <laughs> you got to stay focused. You got, you can't take pitches off. You can't take plays off. You got to stay focused. And um, you have to kill people with kindness. Now it's a kinder, gentler game. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the old, the old style of, of, of uh, screaming and yelling and burning down a dugout. Well, those days are over. And that was hard for me because, you know, I like to burn down dugouts every once in a while. You know, it, it makes you feel good, but mm -hmm. you just can't do that anymore. It's frowned upon in this, in, in the establishment, um, in these, uh, you know, these years. So it is what it is. You just go out and have a good time and do the best you can and come back and get them the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that said, there is definitely a time and a place where, you don't have many options <laughs> uh, on a baseball field, not necessarily your other line of work, but uh, maybe, maybe they're the same, but there are times once or twice a season where you have to lose your mind. You have to uh, burn a dugout down and it needs to be the exception. Probably not, not the, not the rule like you're talking about. Right. And, and, you know, in, in the college game, I really don't think you could do that at all. However, I remember back in 2017 when uh, yours truly, yourself and your housemate, we all worked together out in the uh, Midwest and we burned, we burned one or two dugouts down and <laughs> it, it was, like you said, it was great. And you let them know, you're letting people know, Hey, you know what? This guy's a tad bit off. And if you, if you, you know, if you go in and you, you try to smother him, he's going to come out fighting and some people are going to get you know thrown out. And it's going to be very, very ugly. And that's what we did. And that's how you kind of garner some respect at that level. Um, so with that said, um, that was a very fun summer that we spent together. And we had, had a good time. And we were able to umpire uh, the weights, in my opinion, kind of old school and, and had fun with it. And, you know, <clears throat> and, and, and God bless them, the managers in that league were all good. And if you had a flat tire in the parking lot, they'd be the first ones to stop and help you help you fix it. And they'd come back and scream and yell and throw bats at you the next day. And then you were done. And that's the way it should be. We had a couple good, uh, good, good events in that, in that summer. We had, uh, it was definitely fun for you and, and fun for us to all be working together. And I mean, we had a bench clearing. We had, we had that, that uh, eclipse game. Remember the you eclipse game? I, you know, I, I am the answer. I tell these, I tell women in a bar when I, when I meet them, I said, you know, I said, other than my charming good looks and my, 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 my <laughs> way about me, I said, you know, I'm the answer to a trivia question. They go, really what? 
And I said, you know, there was only one baseball game ever played in the United States during a total solar eclipse. And I was the plate umpire in that game. I go, that, that was a Jeopardy question. They go, really? And they buy in. And, you know, when you, when they, when you, when you talk to a woman and, and they'll believe that, you're home free. <laughs> you are home free. Well, Bill, I don't know how many people could pull that, pull it off, though. I think, I think you can with that. Uh... Uh, you know, <laughs> so anyway, I, I tell them that. And usually that's, you know, usually they're, 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 you know, wanting to marry you that, that night. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And you just, you know, you have fun with it. You have fun with it. Yes, we did. We had a, we had the, and they had to stop the game for what, 20 minutes? So 20 minute uh, eclipse delay. Yeah. Yeah. So they can enjoy the, um, the, uh, the full uh, lunar uh, solar eclipse, which was fun. That was a great, great, that was a great day in Lincoln, Nebraska, where I think it was a 99% um, coverage on the, uh, the, the moon over the sun, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. It just so happened to be uh, right in line with it. So that was, that was neat and, and definitely something that I will always remember uh, taking part in. It was, it was, it was really fun. You know, when you Wikipedia my name, that's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> Bill Barnes. Oh my, that is great. Uh, Bill, what is the, you've, you, you kind of touched this a little, but what's the, what are some similarities between law enforcement and umpiring? Because I know a lot of guys have done both. Yeah, basically, I'll tell you, it, it's, a, it, yes, a lot of guys, a lot of great umpires were, are cops and a lot of, of great cops are umpires. I mean, it goes hand in hand. You're, you know, you're, you're enforcing laws either on the street or on, on the baseball field in between the lines. And like I say, um, and I don't mean to, um, you know, talk bad about uh, – about uh, monkeys or anything, but you can train a monkey to go call balls and strikes. You can, you can get a computer to call balls and strikes as they're doing. However, you cannot, you cannot train them to diffuse an angry manager or an angry player and have the Midas touch to say, Hey, I feel your pain, but you know what? It's just the way it is, man. You're going to have to come, come, you know, you're going to have to let this, let this go, flush it, come back, go get them next time, you know, or basically, you know, be able to diffuse two benches that are ready to, to go off on each other. You know, it's, it's usually three or four guys against what, 50? Your numbers aren't That's very it. good, you know. So, you know, we used to have a saying, one riot, one deputy. If you're that one deputy that can quell a riot, you can certainly quell, you know, 25 angry uh, uh, young baseball players. So if you can have that gift of gab, you can be able to go out and, and sell ice to an Eskimo, then you're going to be able to umpire at a high level and do a great job because the ball strike safes out, spare fouls, balk every once in a while, obstruction, interference, that will come with experience. Stay in it. What, 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 will, what will keep you in the game is being able to communicate effectively to everyone. Everyone, your partners, other umpires, the, 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 the scorekeepers, the, the, the attendant in your locker room, you treat, you, that's probably the guy you want to treat the best. Oh, of course. Yeah. You, you we'll, take, we'll take any friends we can get out there. Absolutely. And you know, if you, you know, your partners are your partners that even if you don't like the guy, even if you're working on a, on a field with three guys that you despise for that nine innings or however long it takes, they're your best friends in the world because they're all you have. What are two or three or a handful of your favorite umpires or umpire mentors? Um, well, what comes to mind would probably be the late, great Mike Gilmore. Mike was a, uh, a Pac-12 umpire back in the day. He um, lived hard, partied hard, and, you know, died. He left us way too soon, about 11, 12 years ago. Um, he was a great umpire. Everybody respected him. He got his calls right, had a great strike zone. Never lost his, he lost his mind a few times, but like I say, there was a, re, a, a rhyme and reason for it, but just a great, great guy. You could ask him anything and he'd be honest with you. A lot of guys, you ask them after again, Hey, how'd I do? And they go, Oh, you were great. You were great. And you, and in, and in, in, in total honesty, you were probably horseshit. They just don't want to get into it with you. They don't want to be honest with you. Mike would be honest with you. Um, he comes to mind. Um, I've been, I was lucky enough a few years ago to meet a guy who was a chauffeur for a lot of the big league umpires in Anaheim and LA. 
name's Jay Barker. He passed away in 2013. He introduced me to a lot of guys because I did some security work in Angel Stadium, and I used to introduce myself to the umpires when they'd come up in the elevator. And when they found out I was a cop and I had a gun, they would invite me to drink with them. So I'd go have drinks with them. And they would show me, they would diagram plays on napkins and tell me, hey, go here, go there. A shortcut would be here. I learned a lot just from keeping my mouth shut, which is hard to believe, and keeping my ears open. (laughs) And you know what? It was a great experience listening to those guys. And a lot of those guys, as you well know, Matt, I still talk to to this day. Um, I consider them friends. I talk to them, and um, I'm very discreet, though. When they're in in a group of of big league umpires, the last thing you want to do is go to their table and talk college stories. You just want to keep your mouth shut, your ears open, and let them talk. And, if you're, and when you're one-on-one with one of them, a guy you trust, a guy you like that likes you, then you ask him questions. I think I think that's a that's a very important lesson, and that can you can put that into any any context. I mean, as a police officer, if you're a detective or or been in for 25 years or so. You want to, you don't necessarily hear about a routine no, stop of no, a first year. No, the first, three, the first, first the year, first two years of my career, the first two, three years of my career, I sat in the front row in briefing and I didn't say a word. And I got paper airplanes thrown at my head. And I got, if I took a, a, a keys to a nice car and it was a, a senior guy in the back row that wanted it, guess what? I'm not only giving him the keys, but I'm cleaning and washing his car before he takes it out on the, in the field that night. So you learned your place. You learned that seniority meant something you learned that you, you respected older you know guys that had been on a while and you learned from them and then in 15 20 years you were that guy you were the one throwing paper airplanes at the young kid in the front row and you know it was a rite of passage thing and, and that's just the way it was it's not that way anymore trust me it's not that way <laughs> Things change sometimes, things, not things, uh, not always for the best. Things do change. What uh, what was your first? What's your memory of your first baseball game you worked? My first baseball game I worked. I was a junior in high school. Um, it was a Friday night, and it was a it was a, a little league field called Patterson Park in Riverside. Patterson Park was in a very very bad bad gang infested area. Not at that time, but it, but later on in life it was. At that point in time. 1976. It wasn't too bad. A guy asked me to go work the bases for him in a game. Um, I didn't have to put on a uniform. I just had to go out or safe on a little league field. I figured how, how, you know, I played baseball. How hard can that be? Well, I did. And I, I enjoyed it. You know, my first game I went out and I had no clue where to go or what to do, but you know, I got my calls right and went home that night in one piece and nobody said anything to me. And I thought, Hey, this is kind of fun. And, um, I, you know, when my career ended after high, a little bit of college, I, I got back into it and enjoyed it and really took a, a liking to it. I wanted to stay on the field. I wanted to be part of the game because I love baseball and that was a way to do it. And I had a, a working knowledge of the game, a little bit of, of, um, you know, instincts about, you know, where's the secondary throw going to be, be in position for that second throw or that third throw. If it's not at your base, you know, stuff like that. And that stuff is very, very hard to learn unless you played the game. Oh, yeah. No, I, there's no doubt about that. I think when you go to umpire school, they don't mind necessarily people who have no umpiring experience. But if you've never seen a baseball game or set foot on a baseball field, that that could be uh, that could be difficult. Because if you don't understand, I mean, which way the, which way they run the bases or anything like that. Yeah, we could we could have some issues. Yes, we could have some major issues, but luckily that that <laughs> has not you know that didn't happen. So, well, we talked a little bit about the past, uh, a little bit about your your present situation. What do you foresee in the the next month or so, or any plans for the summer? Should we get back to normal here? Any anything planned for the future? You know, if 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 I had a good answer to that, I certainly wouldn't be standing in my kitchen talking to you. I would be up on the president's panel every afternoon, but so <laughs> my, edu- my uneducated guess is that we're going to be uh, hunkered down for probably at least through April, probably a little bit of May. And as the weather gets warmer, hopefully this thing's going to, like they said, the, the curve is going to flatten, you know, and you know, it's going to be, 
uh, appropriate to go back outdoors and maybe start, you know, mixing in some socialization and, and getting back to the way, you know, things were, you know, hopefully. What are you most looking forward to? <sighs> to be honest, I'm most looking forward to seeing people being able to work, people being able to, to travel freely and, and, and being able to just have that freedom that we enjoy as Americans leaving our home. And if we want to go and, 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 you know, and, and get a beer at, at closing time at your local gin mill, you can do that. Of course, you know, you, you, you have a designated driver or you're taking Lyft or, or Uber or something, of course, but, you know, just have that freedom to go and, 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 and do things. I mean, nothing's open now, you know, I mean, if, I mean, you know, a big, a, a big uh, hot and heavy night is, is taking a walk around the block and watching Netflix and, and, and going to sleep. I mean, if, if you can think of something else to do, I'm all ears. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people are. And, and it uh, social media can be a little addictive. And some people have uh, not you, of course, oh, no, but I'm, some I'm people have I'm the worst. If you, if you, got a little if extreme with it. Book uh, uh, profile and my pages. I, I'm, I'm out of control because I got nothing else to do. OK, I'm, I'm you know, I'm just out of control. I mean, you know, my thumbs are, are, are going crazy. And I wish, you know, that I could, I, I could be more self-disciplined and maybe, you know, work out a little more around the house. You know, my garage is clean. My, my, my shelves are clean. My, my, I've cleaned out my closets. I've done everything conceivable in this house that I can do. And I have nothing left. You know, maybe I'll go knock on, you know, if we didn't have the social distancing, I'd go knock on my neighbor's door and offer to clean their shit. But, you know, I can't do it. Yeah. Sounds like you got some jobs lined up maybe for, for getting yeah, back to work. So, um, I'm, I'm really, I mean, no one knows. I mean, who knows? This thing could, could could blow up or it could just peter out. You know, I'm hoping it does. I hope I hope all the experts are wrong that this is not going to be as bad as they say, and that we're over um, we're overthinking this and we're going way too far with with uh, building hospitals and parking lots and 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 bringing in hospital ships. I mean, God forbid we're one earthquake, one fire, or one terrorist act away from complete and utter anarchy. If you think about it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a scary thought. Scary and I, you know, I mean, if that 6.5 earthquake or 5.7 or whatever the hell it was in Boise, Idaho, was in uh, downtown Los Angeles, you know, it, it could be a whole different story. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know if you did or not. I spoke to our, our buddy Joe Stegner up there and he said all was well from uh, the, from the earthquake. So no no damage uh, in his world, although some other people maybe weren't right. so lucky. Well, that's great. I, I didn't see any, any devastating news coming out of there. So I figured all is well up in the, uh, in the, in the beautiful state of Idaho. And um, so, you know, I have a lot of retired friends up there, both in there and, and Spokane area, Coeur d'Alene. And I've talked to a few of them and they said it was just like old home week, you know, being in Southern California, rocking and rolling didn't phase them a bit. <laughs> Well, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. We're listening. We're, we're, we're staying home. I mean, this, this has got to start working eventually or, uh, or who knows what direction we're going to head, but well, uh, to put it all in one big, one big bag here, one big, nice little package. We are doing what we're supposed to do. We're doing the best we can. We have, I'm not a big Gavin Newsom fan. I'm not a, uh, uh, Eric Garcetti fan, but you know what? I got to give it to them. They're trying. They are coming out. You know, Garcetti talks to us like we're like we're kindergartners. I don't like that. You know, Newsom sounds like he's a robot, but whatever. That's just who they are. You know what? They're trying. You got to give it to them. They are trying. They're doing the best they can with whatever they have to work with. Um, they're 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 resourcing. You know, and they're going. They're they're doing. They're doing the best they can with what they have. And I salute them. Like I said, I, I said earlier in the show, I salute all the first responders out there that are putting themselves in harm way, harm's way of doing the Lord's work. Um, so, you know, God bless them and, and everybody. And all 12 of your listeners, God bless you. Well, well said. We hope if we can add a, a listener uh, every week or month or whatever, then then uh, we'll be off to a good start. Thanks for being here, Bill. Uh, I, I would love to have you back. Love to have you maybe on uh, – on weekly or bi-weekly or I something, if you're I interested in that. To do, Matt. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've got, you know, CNN uh, called. They wanted me to do a, a couple interviews with them, and I, I, <laughs> I shut them down because I said, no, I can't. Matt Hershima, 
on um, you know podcast 101's calling me this <laughs> afternoon, and I, I gave him first dibs. You got a better and offer. I'm sure you know uh, uh, all the folks at Fox News will be you know climbing up my ass to want to interview me. But you know what? You're first on the list, Matt. Anytime. Absolutely, I'm I'm happy to hear that, and uh, hopefully, Bill, you bring credibility to the to this show and. Uh, for for those listening, you know, we hope we brought a few laughs. And Bill's been telling me to add some spice to this thing, so I thought, what better way to than to bring him on and just let him go, just just twi- twist him up and and let him as, as, let him as take my off. My good friend Don King once said, "Only in America." <laughs> oh, this may be checked as is our favorite podcast. Well, Bill, thanks for being here. Uh, to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. We will uh, be back with you on. Uh, Friday. This will be our, our podcast for tomorrow, Thursday, April 2nd. Now, correct me. Now, but, Matt, you uh, used to do again, this show uh, at noontime, correct? Noon? I usually do it around noon, maybe in the late morning or I just sure afternoon and sure get it posted up. Get me into prime time. You know, all the folks back east that are driving home listening to this, you know, I, I, I'm glad we were able to entertain them. <laughs> um, you know, a little prime time, prime Absolutely. time uh, broadcasting is always good, and I appreciate you put me in that time slot <laughs> only only the best okay. for the best my friend thank you for uh we'll do this again and, and hopefully it'll take us much shorter time to connect on the on the uh recording call than uh yeah than i was ready this i time, was ready to so. call um you know the folks at uh, mit to come out and help me because it was a little bit uh, challenging <laughs> we made it we got it we did it all right okay, we'll do it again care. soon bill You got it. All right, guys, and everyone listening, uh, thanks again. And whether you're out on the town or around at third base, please remember to get home safe. (laughs) I got to tell you, that was a lot of fun. Re-listening, going back in time and listening to Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, a special edition from April 1st, 2020, when... The year was uh, just getting started. The year was just, get, it was a few months in on the calendar, but the year as we know it, 2020, with all of the lockdown, the restrictions, the quarantine, the virus spreading, all of these terrible things that happened uh, was just getting going. So it's interesting to look back and hear what Bill had to say and how some things changed, some things did not change. Uh, Bill is very constant, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that, Bill. I hope the listeners enjoyed that, hearing from Bill Barnes from back when, way back, way back in uh, early April there as things were just getting started. But we'll have a live episode back or next week, another uh, recent recording, I should say. Uh, We don't go live too often, as Bill knows, but uh, we will make something happen next week. And Bill, I hope we do hear from you, even if it's a short voice message or something that we can play for the listeners on our Friday episode. I still don't have a guest yet lined up, so I may just do a, a quick little something or other uh might just be me rambling away on friday so if you have a few kind words you want to say or uh if you want to give us an update i know the fans would love to hear from you so we hope to hear from you friday but if we don't we will hear from you next week on the weekly wednesday weigh-in guys thank you so much for tuning in today i know it was a different show it's also a show we've heard before technically but uh, the intro was a lot of fun i really appreciate all of the callers who called in the program uh, on very short notice. Uh, maybe next time, if uh, there is a next time, uh, if something of this uh, like this happens where someone we know uh, is uh, in, in need of some uh, encouragement or some calls or whatever, then uh, we can do that and do it a little bit better next time. But I do appreciate everyone who, who tuned, not only tuned in, but for calling in the show and uh, hearing some other voices. It's nice hearing other voices on this show besides mine. And I know that's why most people tune in on Wednesdays is to hear Bill and not just me, as Will Tarico said in his phone message. Thank you, Will. Uh, but anyway, uh, we hope to hear from more of you soon. Just hopefully this gave you guys an idea too of how these uh, voice messages uh, can work. It doesn't take a lot of time, just a quick message that we can play on the air and, uh, you know, respond to. So we hope to hear from more of you regarding uh, anything on the Get Home Safe podcast. You can always find uh, that information. There's links in our episode notes. It says send in a voice message. It's real easy. Click on the link. Uh, record, boom, you're done. It's a one minute limit, but uh, it can be anything 10 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever you want. So, uh, hope to hear from more of you very, very soon. Send those in anytime. Doesn't have to be Wednesdays, doesn't have to be Mondays, uh, anytime, and we'll try to play them uh, accordingly. 
Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us is to send us an email uh, in question form or, or written form, I should say, if you have questions or content suggestions, if you don't want to have your voice heard uh, on the voice message, we totally understand that. Send in an email. And uh, we can stay organized that way. But the social media apps, those work as well. Whatever uh, is your fancy, whatever tickles your fancy, we are here for you guys to provide many options uh, for the Get Home Safe content, the Get Home Safe podcast content. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a lot of fun. It was kind of last minute. I threw it together uh, between last night and uh, this morning, but we got it done. And I'm sure there'll be some people who are going to be listening to this probably on Thursday and, and so forth from there. Uh, it's uh, not even noon here in California, but I know a lot of people are busy and I myself am very busy. I got to get running. I got to get out the door as we speak uh, to get uh, me and Santa Claus, man. We're working to get packages out daily. So there's a lot of work ahead for me and I'm going to do my very best to continue to put out episodes. I can't make any promises because a lot could change. But I do want to make a promise about Wednesdays. We're going to definitely try to get something out with Bill Barnes on Wednesdays. And those of you who have listened before know that sometimes that gets shuffled around. But uh, we've heard from the people today, Bill. The people have spoken. The people want more Bill Barnes. So we will get uh, a weekly episode out with Bill Barnes here uh, probably on Wednesdays. But uh, it could always adjust from there. Guys, that's enough for me. Thank you for tuning in. This was one for the books, one of my favorite episodes, especially throwing it together kind of last minute. But uh, we hope to hear from more of you soon. Bill Barnes, a speedy recovery. Looking forward to hearing you behind the microphone again very soon. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounding third base, get home safe.